You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 197. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, a fiduciary, and a wealth advisor, and it's great to be with you today. Today's episode is the cost of trying to time the market, but before we get to the topic of the day, I, yes, I have a problem. I'm admitting it here. When you got a problem, Your first step is to admit that you have a problem. So here I am admitting that I have a problem with my grass, my lawn. The problem is I want it to look perfect. I want it to look the best in the neighborhood. I want it to look the best in the city. Why is it a problem? Number one, because environmentally it makes me feel a little guilty. Now, we use natural ingredients where we can, and we're not spreading weed control all over the lawn. We're just doing a little spot spraying, but we're spending a lot of time feeding our lawn. But for me, so that's number one. Number two is I got to have it done just Right. And I go on the internet and I read and people want me to do different things at different time. And I go down to our professional place here near my office where most all of the really big landscapers go and get all of their supplies. I go there too. We have a dummy account set up so me and some neighbors can pick up fertilizer right where the professionals do. And we're asking them all kinds of questions like, what exactly needs to go down and when? Do I get the 3205 or the 14110? There's so many different kinds of fertilizers that have different kinds of herbicide and food and nitrogen and whatever else is in there. But it's not only what you buy, it's when do you apply it and how much do you apply? And is it better to do it today or tomorrow? And how many weeks do I have in between? And do I put it on during the day or at night? Or what's the perfect temperature? And when does it need to rain? And the list goes on and on and on. And I try and time all of it perfectly so I can have the best lawn. Well, guess what? I don't have the best lawn, but I will keep trying to get the best timing possible. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. The cost of trying to time the market. All right, let's stop talking about my lawn and start talking about your investment 
portfolio because, as most of you know, unless you've been living under a rock, inflation is high. A new reading came out today that it was higher than expected. Interest rates are going up. There's still a war going on. Looking at the news, things don't look good. Looking at our portfolios, things don't look good. And we as humans have a tendency when we feel like we're losing or we're afraid that we have to do some sort of action or run and hide. And one possible solution is selling your investments, going into cash and waiting for the news cycle to get better because it isn't good right now. I mean, at least we're doing something, right? Selling all of our investments. Or maybe I'll sell just for a little while and maybe I'll get back in next week or maybe at the beginning of next year because there's no way that this year is going to get better. And I probably told you this before, but in 2020, during the pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic, the market dropped from peak to trough 37%. That's a lot. And it started creeping back. But when the market was still down around 20%, One of my clients sold. They went into cash. They said to me, there is no way that the market is going to recover this year. Look, Scott, are you watching the news? And I said to this person, I said, yes, I've been watching the news. And if I had to guess, if you were going to pin me down, and if you want my opinion, I would say, yes, I don't think things are going to get better this year. I think they're going to go down before they go up but I'm not selling. But I am not immune either to wanting to be fearful and want to sell. It's a natural, normal position to be in sometimes. Most of us are listening to this podcast going, Scott, I did not sell during the pandemic and I don't plan on selling now. And I agree with you, but I think you'd be lying if sometimes you look at the market and it's down two or three or 5% and you don't think, oh, maybe I should have been out. And maybe that thought only lasts a second instead of a day, a week, or a month, but there's still thoughts of it. So, of course, I did some research to figure out what is the cost of trying to time the market because the news cycle is never going to change. It's always going to be bad news. I hate to break it to you, but there is always bad news to report. It's usually different tomorrow or next year than it is today or yesterday, but there's bad news that have been going on since the beginning of time and bad news sells. People don't generally tune in for good stories. Good stories about people volunteering or raising money for a certain cause or being kind to your neighbor or being a good teammate? Do we see a lot of stories about the good stuff that happens every single day? No, we don't because people don't tune into that. They tune in to the scary stuff. And if the scary stuff sells, Because the more people that watch our program or click on our link or read our article, the more ad money we're going to get. So if I'm running a news channel 
I might not just be reporting good news. I might report bad news most of the time because that's what sells. And when we watch the news and it's bad and we start to think about maybe I should sell. And then we turn on the financial news channels and people are telling us to sell. Well, now it's getting to us as well. People saying now's not a good time to be in the market or I'd get out of this sector or this country and wait till things settle down. But no one is going to tell you when to get back in. I'll tell you that right now because nobody knows. The news cycle doesn't know. The financial network doesn't know. The smartest people in the world don't know. But still, we think about it. We think about it on occasion. What is the cost of trying to time the market? Well, the impact of being out of the market for even a short period of time can be profound on your investments. So profound on your retirement. So let's pretend for a second that we have a hypothetical thousand dollar investment that went into the Russell 3000 in 1997, 25 years ago. What would that $1,000 be worth today? Now, this I'm not giving you numbers from an investment. I'm giving you numbers from an index. The Russell 3000 is considered to be a broadly diversified U.S. index with most large mid-size and small companies within the index. And if you had $1,000 in 1997, man, you know what? I think I did have $1,000 in 1997, but I also had debt. So I think that I was paying credit card bills in 1997 and I wasn't investing my $1,000 like I should have been. But shortly after that, I did start investing, but I wanted to go back 25 years. 25 years ago, a $1,000 investment in the Russell 3000, which you can't actually invest in. You can invest in an index fund that tries to replicate the Russell 3000, but there will be tracking error and there will be expenses within the mutual fund or the ETF. But if it were an actual investment and you did actually put $1,000 in, that investment today would be worth $10,367. Pretty cool. Because if I had a bunch of $10,000 bills and I invested them in 1997, I'd have a whole bunch of money right now. And you are invested the entire while. You're invested through Republicans being president, Democrats being president, several wars, dot-com bubbles, great recessions, housing market crashes, energy crashes, high inflation, the list goes on and on. But you, even though once in a while you thought about selling, you stayed in, you stayed disciplined. Your $1,000 turned into $10,367. Congratulations. But what if you missed some of that period? What if you missed some of that period because your emotions got the best of you and you decided to go on the sidelines for a little while? In fact, what if you missed just the very best week in the last 25 years? How much of that $10,367 would you lose? Well, the very best week in the last 25 years was the week ending. November 28th, 2008. November 28th, 2008. We 
were in the midst of the Great Recession. And it was still the best week in the last 25 years. I bet you nobody would guess that. But the news wasn't good, right? Wasn't good in 2008, wasn't good in 2009, wasn't good in 2010, 11, 12, 13, and so on. Well, so you didn't get the whole $10,367 because you missed the very best week. In fact, your investment now is down 17% where it should be. You only have now $8,652 because you took your money out for one week. It happened to be the very best week, but one week. Think of that impact. You're invested for 25 years. You only take your money out for one stinking week and you have 17% less than you deserve. And you're probably lost some years off your life with the stress you had selling and getting back in the market. 17%. Crazy, right? What if you missed the very best month? Well, the very best month. So you were in the very best week now, but the very best month ended April 22nd, two years ago. That's interesting too, isn't it? Because in April, we were just starting the pandemic. Stock market started going down in February. We're only in April and we got a great month, our very best month in the last 25 years. But if we missed it because we pulled our money out because the news wasn't good, it was horrible. We certainly wouldn't have the $10,367. In fact, we would have 20% less, $8,279. Now, granted, that best month is not much worse than the best week or not much better than, but still you missed one month. You were in the very best week in 2008, but you missed that month ending April 22nd, 2000. Your investment in the last 20 years is down 20%. Crazy, right? Let's go on. What was the best three month period in the last 25 years? Well, it was the three months ending June 22nd, 2000, still in the pandemic, about when the one person that I know pulled their money out of the market, missing the very best three months. Truth be told, they may have hit this best three-month period and then pulled, but they were still out because guess what? 2020 We had positive returns. And what about the first quarter of 2022? Man, the market just went up like crazy. But you missed the best three-month period. And you don't have the $10,367 anymore. You have 30% less. $7,308. Because... You took your money out of the market and missed the best three months. You were in the market for 24 years and nine months. You just missed three months and you got 30% less money. Crazy, right? I'll give you one last example. One last example is let's pretend you were in the very best week. You were in the very best month. You were in the very best three-month period. You were in the market all 25 years except the best six-month period. And the best six-month period ended September 4th, 2009. 
let's go back to September 4th, 2009. Well, the market hit bottom at the end of March of 2009. Things couldn't have felt worse. From peak to trough, we were down S&P 500 around 53%. Your million dollars is now 500,000. Your $1,000 is now less than $500. Might be smart to put your money out, right? Doesn't it feel like that? The news was not good in September. And remember, remember, this is six months ending. So we're at the bottom of the bottom, but nobody knows we're at the bottom. Everybody thinks that the market going up, that it was just a weird time and there was going to be a pullback. I mean, the end of March 2009 was the bottom. This was the next six months. It was the best six-month period in the last 25 years. And you had all the reason in the world to let your emotions get the best of you and sell. And so many people did. And if you would have sold that $1,000 investment that you made in 1997, if you sold it April 4th, 2009, bought it back September 4th, 2009, because you couldn't stand it anymore. The market was going up and then you stayed invested because you made that big mistake. You were in the market for 24 and a half years. You only missed six months and you don't have $10,367 anymore. You have $6,728, 35% less than you deserve because you let your emotions get the best of you. The cost of trying to time the market. You know, my analogy at the beginning with the grass, it doesn't exactly correlate. But my message is, when it comes to my lawn, the best thing that I can do is just stay on the program. Don't miss a feeding. Stay on the program. Don't think, well, it's too hot this month. I'm going to skip my feeding. No, stay on the program. Just like when it comes to your investments, stay on the program. You have an investment policy statement. And if you don't, you find a certified financial planner right now that will keep you grounded because the news is not going to get better. And we do not know where the bottom is in whatever we're in right now in these high inflationary periods. Nobody knows where the bottom is. We may be at the bottom right now, or we may have to dig 20% deeper. We don't know where it is, but we do know as family stewards, if we're going to get out of the market, we're never going to know when to get back in, and we're going to miss some really good period of time that is going to have a great impact on our investments. And when we have a great impact on our investments, that is a great impact on our financial freedom or our retirement. That's not what we want. We are family stewards. We know that all of the research suggests that we need to stay invested. When your investment policy statement was signed, you signed up for the good times and times exactly like this one. Because we, as investors know, one out of every four years on average, the market's down. It is just a fact of life. 
And in the last 12-ish years, 14 years, we've only had two down markets. 2018 and 2008. We are due. You stay disciplined, stay on the program, and I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everybody. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.